Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. And welcome to episode 117 of Slamfire Radio. This is your show for July 31st, 2015. I'm one of your hosts, Matthew the Warning Shot McClatchy. And I'm Owen. And Owen. Hey, Owen. <laughs> You're a little less enthusiastic about this whole process. And I am Owen. There you the go. Owen Meister. The Owen Meister. I thought it was the warrior, the prepper, Whatever. the prepping warrior. I don't know. The Who's Owen, he? apparently. You should see all the shelving I put up. Shelving? Nice. Well, that has yeah. so much to do with... Let's talk about shelving. Welcome yeah, to well, Shelf Fire Radio. I, well, I did move some ammo from one side of the room to the shelving, so... Oh, well, now counts. it's gun-related. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. And so now you have a pool table you have to sell. Yeah, anybody that would like to buy a pool table, um, it's for sale, going cheap, we'll trade for guns... You got to figure out how to get it. Yep. To your house. <laughs> Hopefully, you're local because we're not shipping yep. it to you. I will not ship, but uh, you can pick it up. <laughs> going cheap. Got to get it out of the way. So. Yeah. Shelving is going up, folks. Got to get the pool table out. Yep. You could you okay. could make it an outdoor pool table. That would last. Yeah, that would last as long until like the, the first rain swelled up. <laughs> yeah, just, just till the first rain. Basically, that'd be all that would they would do. But. You could play pool in the rain, which would be weird. Water pool. Water pool. Wait. <laughs> That's kind of funny. <laughs> it's a water pool. Well, like, of course yeah. it is. It's a pool. <laughs> no, 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 no. Billiards. What? You guys are strange. Yes, we are. Okay, play so with, Owen. <laughs> play with scuba gear on the bottom of the pool. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we're going to be at the bottom of the pool if we don't snap out of this soon. <laughs> Uh, what did you do with guns other than put up shelving and move ammo around? Well, what did I do? Well, I haven't been on for a couple of weeks, so yeah, you can you can a, talk a couple of weeks yeah. back. So basically, I didn't do anything, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did buy a shotgun. Okay, shotguns are cool. What kind of shotgun? Is it I a lever a, action shotgun? It was not a lever action shotgun. Oh, that's good. So I have was, seen some not... of those recently, and I was like, hmm, that would be kind of cool. Yeah, don't take it to Australia. No, we'll talk more about that later. Yes, we will. <laughs> you will. Um, and yeah, so I bought a Maverick 88. I've been looking for a more conventional tactical, quote unquote, tactical shotgun. Right. Your, your Caltech was just a little too unorthodox for you. Um, I don't, I don't know. I guess I looked through everything and I was like, you know what? I don't use this. Yeah. I take it bird hunting and. I never see anything. You're, you're probably the only Caltech owner that takes it bird hunting, by the way. <laughs> yes, probably. <laughs> and I was like, this is the one gun that I have that is worth more than a hundred bucks. That is that I don't use that I could sell. You know, that I would be willing to move. Right. And having said that, I still haven't sold it. <laughs> but <laughs> so you have a pool table and a Caltech and, and a Caltech. Yes. 
<laughs> so package deal? Uh, well, possibly, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I uh, but I, I, I yeah. So I, I was looking. It wasn't. It wasn't that I didn't. I don't like it. I love the shotgun. I love the idea of the shotgun, and it has its uses. But I wanted something that was a little more conventional, so that when because occasionally I'll take someone bird hunting with me or something, and they won't have a shotgun, and I didn't. You can't hand them the Keltec. Like no, that's not that's not something you can just pass off to somebody. No. It's got a really unique manual of arms, and I can't give them. Can't. I don't really like to give them my goose gun because the thing is like freaking four feet long and the semi. <laughs> yeah. And it just you know again semis are a little more complicated. Yeah. And it, so and usually when I'm bird often when I'm bird hunting with other people I take that. So, so I wanted a pump, some kind of pump shotgun. And I said, well, if I'm going to get a pump shotgun, it might as well do something else for me. So I was looking for something with a shorter length barrel. Y- you had suggested the, uh, Mossberg, um, Persuader. Yes. Cause it's got the full got length, the, uh, ammo uh, tube there. 20 inch barrel with a full length ammo tube. So yeah. that's like seven rounds in the tube, which is pretty good for, for, uh, you know, that kind of, kind of shotgun. Um, I did see one. I, I looked at one at Cabela's when I was there, but it was kind of pricey. So, oh, and I, I haven't really. I kind of looked around, but didn't really see too much. Um, so anyway, but this came up on on one of the local Facebook gun selling places, and I contacted the guy. And next day or two days later, I stopped and picked it up. And so yeah, so a Maverick eighty eight with the eighteen and a half inch barrel, and he'd done a bunch of other stuff. He'd put a, a new. Um, I don't know what it's called, pump, new pump, I guess, on it. Yeah, the forend. Yeah, the four, that forend, and that had like rails on it. And I think the eight, I think it's ATI pump. Anyway, and then he also put the ATI barrel shroud on it. Oh, the one with the built-in sights. Yeah, with the built-in sights. So I was like, oh well, and the price he wanted was cheaper than the shotgun would be new. Right. Plus, it had that stuff on it, which yep. wants some rails on it anyway. So I was like, oh well, you know, that's a good deal. So. So I got that. Now the sights aren't adjustable. I have yet to get back out. I, I did take a few shots with it with slugs in it just to see kind of how close the sights were, but I didn't actually bench it. So I right. need to. to but actually... were they pretty close? Yeah, they were. They were. I was hitting what I was was aiming at. You know, oh, okay. Well, then they're probably close so enough probably anyway. Close. Yeah, I'll just. Yeah, it's a I'll shotgun. Think... You know, not not a precision, not a Remington 700 here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, and it would be rare I'd shoot slugs through it anyway. Yeah. But. uh so anyway, so I, I haven't 100% decided whether I'm going to keep those sights on or not, but for now it works. Right. Are you going to get the barrel threaded for chokes? I would like to. Yeah. The It's not a super heavy barrel, so we'll see. Um, another option would be to, to buy a field length barrel for it. Yeah, there's that. Uh, you could, if you wanted a shorter barrel with uh, chokes, um, best of both worlds, pick up a turkey barrel. Yeah. 22 inch barrel threaded for chokes. I mean, you're, you know, that's, that's kind of the optimal length in my opinion anyway. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah. I think the downside, I have, I've looked a little closer, but the downside of swapping out the barrels and swapping back and forth is that I think that barrel shroud would have to come off every time. Well, that might not be such a bad thing anyway. <laughs> yeah. You don't like it, do you? <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of it. I, 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 I think it's more tactical than tactical. Oh. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. But it does look yeah. cool. I mean, yeah, there is it, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It really doesn't serve any practical purpose whatsoever because look, if I'm firing that gun so much, the barrel gets too hot to to hang to touch. 
yeah, I I really probably should be running away. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> eh? the, I I haven't shot besides my AR. I haven't shot anything fast enough or or long enough that I couldn't safely touch the barrel. Oh yeah, so. yeah. Oh yeah, it's all about the looks. <laughs> really, because it, it does add weight. Oh you know? well, that's good. That helps mitigate recoil, right? Right. Yes, it's a weight. It's a recoil reduction feature. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. <laughs> cool. So that yeah. So I haven't done much with that, but uh, um, yeah, that's that's I did that, and uh, on Saturday I'm going to shoot a match. I don't think I've done anything else that I, I nothing I can think of anyway. Hmm. Last few weeks it's been a it's been really busy getting back into work with the family back together now and everything. So. Yeah, no longer a single dad. You're a single dad. My <laughs> wife and I get back together, so to speak. <laughs> that sounds really awful. It really does. <laughs> yeah, we had we had people concerned when uh, when you mentioned yes. that a couple weeks ago. It's like, yeah, being a single dad's hard. People are like, what? <laughs> what happened? No, nothing. It was just a trip. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, a pretty significant trip. I mean, you got yes. another child out of it, for crying out loud. But, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, no, it, uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm kind of getting back into the swing of work and, and all the other things that need to get caught up around here. So it's been a busy, uh, busy few weeks. Well, that's, this match coming up should be fun for you. I was, uh, I was kind of hoping I'd be able to make that, but I'm going camping with the family this weekend. So I'm not going to be able to make that match, unfortunately. It is very unfortunate. Yeah, it would have been fun to, you know, I'm actually not that far away, only about an hour. I should, the, that's where the campsite is. I should just run up and shoot the match and then <laughs> head back. Just bring your gear, and I'll bring a I'll bring an extra gun, and you can there you just, go. <laughs> Be <yeah>. perfect. <laughs> uh, Hopefully, it doesn't rain. That's yeah. Awesome. Well, I mean, for both our sakes. Yeah. <laughs> Camping or shooting a match, it sucks when it's raining. Yep. Yep. So anyway, um, I guess if you're done, I'll move on to what I did with guns this week, and uh, it wasn't a whole lot. Uh, some stuff coming up is, uh, of course, SummerSlam. Uh, the pre-match is, is next week, so I'll be shooting that with Trevor on Wednesday and Thursday, I think, or maybe it's Thursday and Friday, I can't remember, but it's one of those days or two of those days. And then SummerSlam is actually next weekend. So um, that being said, this is sort of a heads up that next week's show may or may not get mm-hmm. recorded. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not 100% sure yet on scheduling, so we're going to try to get something out, and it may just be Trevor and I in his man cave talking about SummerSlam for half an hour or something. I don't know. But we'll 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 figure out what's going on there and we'll get you something hopefully. But just wanted to give you guys heads up just in case. Um but other than that, um I've been playing with my new gun. I think I mentioned last week that I ordered a uh Kiappa double badger. That is a uh it's a combination gun where there's two barrels, one on top of each other. One the top barrel is a twenty two and the bottom barrel is a four ten. And so I used to have a Savage 24, and actually I used to have two Savage 24s, um, and uh, I loved them. Uh, mine were 22 over 20 gauge, and the the lighter of the two, the one that I ended up keeping for quite a while, the, the C model, it was a camper model, I think it was called, um, did not come threaded for chokes, so I had the barrel sent off, got it threaded for chokes, I did a bunch of work on the sights, I uh, sanded down the stock and refinished it, and did it all up, and it was beautiful. And then sold it in some <laughs> weird lapse of judgment. I have no idea what happened. I think Trevor's experienced this before too. It's like you you ship it out or you pack it up, you ship it out, and go, "What the heck did I just do?" 
Um, <laughs> he usually has that the other way, though, in buying guns. Yeah, yeah. how did I get <laughs> he, this? He yeah. wakes up the next morning and the credit card bill comes in the mail and he's like, like what? 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 I don't remember anything last night. What happened after I had that, you know, <laughs> bottle of scotch? <laughs> I bought another gun. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I sold it and I've regretted it pretty much ever since. And I've been looking for something similar. And so, of course, Savage came out with her Savage 42, which in my opinion is just not worth the money. Um, I've heard some good reviews. I see some guys talking about it and I understand that they're well built or fairly well built and they work well. Um, my biggest gripe with it, well, two, one is it's red accents in the black plastic kind of reminds me of Knight Rider every time <laughs> I see it. So I wasn't a huge fan of that. And the, the barrel, the, the shotgun barrel came with an open choke, a cylinder bore. So, um, it's also a 22 over 410. And as anybody who shoots 410 knows, a 410 with no choke is basically <laughs> useless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> about, yeah, about that. So I uh, would not, wasn't going to pick up one of those. I found them slightly overpriced to be, you know, on top of that as well. So I, you know, I was kind of waiting for something better to come along. And, and the Kiapa Double Badger finally got announced. And, you know, this is a couple of years ago now that it got announced and, and came onto the market. I just never, you know, I, I didn't do anything about that information. And wait, finally I did. Wait, there, was a, there was a 22 out there that you haven't owned? I know. Weird, eh? <laughs> so anyway, I finally bit the bullet, so to speak. Um, and... The, the the two things that I really like about it over the the 42 is that it comes with wood furniture, which Trevor hates, I guess, but I think it looks great. Um, it's got that kind of classic double barrel look that you you know you kind of want when you're out bird hunting in the fall, all nice and classic and whatnot. So um, it it looks nice. I really I really like the way the gun looks, and the 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 shotgun barrel is full choked, so uh, it's fixed full choke. There's you know no choke tubes to lose or anything it's just full choke and that's it and it actually works quite well so um but anyway so it arrived in the mail um last uh, earlier this week and it arrived broken so <laughs> that was unfortunate the front fiber optic um rod was broken in half and and most of it was missing so that was terrible and the rear peep sight um was crushed basically flat so um, yeah, that was, that was unfortunate. Now, good news is, uh, I got it from Bullseye in London and they are fantastic to, to buy from and to, to deal with. I called them up. I talked to Adrian first, I think, and then I got, uh, shifted over to Mitch at one point and, um, there's a new site in the mail on its way. So, um, there was no questions, nothing that like, so when you open the box, it was broken. Yep. Okay. New site's coming. Thanks. So yeah, fantastic service. I highly recommend Bullseye in London. They uh they're they're pretty good. Um that being said, the sites that are on it are are made by Williams and um Williams is a pretty popular um site manufacturer and I I have some Williams sites here at the house that I've used on different projects and so I was able to find uh pretty much all the parts that I needed to repair the site. So I've got the sites actually up and functional, not exactly the way it comes from the factory but it works and and here's the interesting thing without the front fiber optic all you have is sort of a tube like a tunnel where the fiber optic should go and so what i'm doing is i look through the peep site and then i just look through that <laughs> there's hole. Another, another peep site <laughs> there's another peep site at the end of the barrel and so i just line up the two holes and i can look right at my target 
So there's no sight covering the target. I'm actually looking right at it and it's brilliant. It works fantastic. I can hit like the, the 22 barrel is as accurate as the sights are. Whatever I center those two circles on is where the bullet goes um, inside of 50 yards, like every single time. And in fact, I've had it out in my favorite gravel pit there out to, you know, the whatever it is. I think I've measured it once is like 180 or 190 or 200 or something like that. And same thing, as long as I get my holdover right, you know, I'm smacking fist size rocks. Although, as, you know, as big as I can see the rock, I can hit it. So it's uh, it's really fun, really accurate. I really enjoy it. And the 410 barrel, um, I've shot 410 in the past, and I must have only shot the two and a half inch shells because I don't remember it having the recoil that it does. Um, hmm. I I don't think I've gone at, soft. At, yeah. Before you go any farther, I do not think that you want to admit to this audience that 410 is too much recoil for you. No, it's not too much. <laughs> it's definitely not too much. The thing Are is, you I no, did not it, at all. Hurt? Did you cry? No, 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 no. <laughs> nothing of the sort. It's just that it was more than I was expecting. <laughs> the 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 ones I shot in the past, it was like you know you kind of pull the trigger and it goes pop and a bunch of birdshot flies out. You know, no big deal. But this this felt like shooting my twenty gauge, which again, you know, it's not. It's I'm not saying it's you know the recoil hurts. It's terrible. I'm just saying it's it's got more recoil than I remember. So maybe maybe just shotgun technology has come a ways. I mean, I'm shooting three net, uh, three inch shells, uh, you know, hunting shells. It's not like you can get target shells for 410. <laughs> so anyway, um, I really like the gun. Uh, I patterned it out to 35 yards, and at 35 yards, I in the pattern there was not a spot that I could put my hand there where the a pellet wasn't. There was no voids, no hand size voids out to 35 yards. So grouse, rabbits, you know, zero to 35 yards, no problem with the, the 410 and then out to 50, 60 yards with the 22. It's going to be a really fun, small game gun. Yeah. Sounds like it. Um, yeah. It, as long uh, as you don't miss. First what's time. That? Yeah. <laughs> well, if I see, here's the thing. I can shoot at it with my 22 and if I miss, I can just blast it with the 410. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it is break action, obviously, seeing as it's single shot there. Um, but and it, and it folds completely in half, which is nice for storage. Um, in transportation, it has two triggers. So the rear trigger fires a 22 and the front trigger fires the 410. Um, and the triggers are actually very nice. I was impressed with, uh, with how light the 22 trigger is. There's a little bit of creep in the 22 trigger, but it is very light. We're talking less than five pounds. Um, and then the 410 barrel, uh, sorry, trigger is quite a bit heavier, probably around six and a half, maybe seven pounds, but it's very crisp. Uh, you just, you know, you you pull it and there's no no creep, nothing. It just breaks right away, which is a really nice shotgun barrel. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, I've it, you know it, I've already drawn blood with it, and not my own. I killed a crow, <laughs> so uh, was out at uh, out at Curtis's, and we went for a little trip out in the woods. And there was a crow sitting up in a tree. And before you yell at me for shooting a crow out of a tree with a 22, there was a huge tree behind it with a big trunk that the 22 would have gone into had I missed the crow, but I didn't miss the crow. So <laughs> anyway, yeah, I already got a crow with it. So that's uh, that's four groundhogs and a crow so far this varmint season. So we'll uh, see if we can keep racking up that score. I, I'm going to have to get a coyote and then a cormorant to round out the, 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 the big four. 
<laughs> I don't even know what a cormorant is for crying out loud, but it's on the varmint list. So if I see yeah. some black bird flying or, or, or landing in a lake, boom, she gone. Oh yeah. Uh, and as long as it's not a loon, I guess. <laughs> uh, that would be bad. Yeah, that would be bad. So anyway, as I understand it, it's just some sort of duck-like creature. But I've never seen one, so I I don't anticipate. There's a few in Woodstock. They're generally a, you see them along the coast. Oh yeah. They're like, they're like a kind of diving duck. Well, Woodstock's right on the coast, right? Well, oh. there is water. Well, <laughs> yeah, I suppose there is some water out there. So anyway, I'll uh, I'll enjoy shooting this for a little while, and uh, it's it's going to be my new truck gun for quite a while, I think. Anyway, and definitely my small game gun for for this season coming up. So very happy about that. There'll be a, a video review of it coming up probably in the next couple of weeks as per normal. So, of course. Of course. But uh, other than that, that's uh, pretty much all I did so far. And uh, I guess we can we can move on to some upcoming events, shall we? Sure thing. Why don't you bring those to us? <clears throat> I would be happy to. It would be indeed my pleasure to talk about the Carbon Vitals. Carbon. Carbon. Oh, yes, dear. the Carbon Vitals. We're... Yep. Carbon, (laughs) carbine, carbon copy, carbon copy. This is a carbon copy of last week's upcoming events. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So this clinic that Daniel Shaw is putting on. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Is in September and it's uh, the 5th and 6th, which is a Saturday, Sunday. There are still spaces available Uh, to sign up. Email us at slamfireradio at gmail.com. And we will tell you how to go about getting signed up for that course. We had somebody contact us this week, actually. And so hopefully he's gotten signed up. So uh, the class is starting to fill. So if you want in on this, you better uh, better hurry up. Yes. I was talking to somebody this week, too, about that. And I forget. I was mentioned Anyway, I mentioned it to somebody that they should take it. But maybe it's the same person. Maybe. Uh, SummerSlam. That's next week. Yep, it's probably by the time you hear this too late to sign up and come shoot it, but yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you have signed up, I hope to see you there. If if you are there and uh, and you want to come say hi, please do. I, I'd love to meet anybody who comes to SummerSlam and who listens to the show. Yep, the, the opening line for meeting Matthew is, shot any groundhogs in the face lately? There it is. That's the one right there. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is going to be yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Woodstock Pistol and Rifle Club is has an ongoing raffle, um, ten dollars a ticket, and if you send an email to wprc2005 at gmail dot com, you can get in and they'll inform you on how to buy your tickets and where to send the EMT and all that kind of stuff. The proceeds are going to the construction of new range facilities um, to create a multi user uh, multi user range, and we'll be doing to help promote you know ipsic and cowboy action and yeah it's gonna be good you you guys are splitting up the the rifle yep. bay there so that you can actually get people shooting at the same time in different locations with big berms separating everything exactly exactly yeah. yeah we're gonna actually be set up so that we can shoot rifle and pistol at the same time so nice gonna be set up so everyone you could have every bay all functional all at the same time so nothing has to be shut down and yeah it's gonna be gonna be good excellent <clears throat> and there is a Slam Fire Radio Black Badge course. This is going to be held in Restigouche, uh on a, on August 22nd and 23rd. I believe that's a Friday, Saturday. I think that's correct. 22nd, 23rd. No, it's a Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, and there's a bunch of people coming to that. Wait. 
Galen doesn't have his black badge. Galen doesn't have his black badge yet. No, he's going to. And I'd That's love to be there and help teach it, but uh, so I, I. Trev, Trevor shanghaied me and said, yes, I'm coming, but I I may have other plans, unfortunately, that weekend. Yeah. So we'll have to see how that goes. Maybe maybe somehow I can do both, but we'll have to wait and see. But anyway, yeah, no, it's going to be a great black badge. You should totally come out and take that if you uh, if you need your black badge and you're semi-local. Then, Heck, uh, you don't have to be local. There's people coming all the way from Ontario for this. That's right. <laughs> Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. So that yeah, that is all the upcoming events. Awesome. All the upcoming events that are upcoming. That Beauty. Are forthcoming. Well, that are let's happen in the future. <laughs> huh? Can all I right. you again? <laughs> no, you're good. Keep going. I love it. Why don't we? Uh, okay, I'll why don't... stop now. <laughs> why don't we call the other side of the world and see if Steve Lee wants to talk to us for a bit? Oh yeah. Joining us now from across the world, Steve Lee, how you doing? I'm going pretty good, mate. How you doing? I can't complain. I, uh, I I hear it's winter down there. Yeah, we're getting probably closer to the end of it now. It's still a little cool, but it's not winter as in compared to Canada. It's more like summer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's summer here today, very summer. And I, I don't want to say that I wish it was winter because I don't, but at the same time, it, I could stand for a few cooler degrees. Yeah, well, it's about it's winter here. It's about probably what is it, fourteen degrees, fifteen degrees. Yeah, that'd be comfortable. I I could I could live with yeah. that. Yeah. You know, just just a sweatshirt kind of kind of temperature. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. So we've uh, we've been watching Australia a little closely uh, lately. It's been kind of in the news and uh, on my Facebook feed anyway. Um, you guys are you you guys. You're you're rolling back your gun laws, aren't you? Oh no, wait, no, you're going the other way. Yeah, going the other way as usual. We haven't stopped going the other way, but yeah, uh, they continue. Yes, for sure. With the you were talking about the uh, the lever action shotgun, I guess. Yes. Yeah, that that's um that's dumb, basically. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> it's um we sort of I, I knew it was coming, and I'm sort of not I'm not overly worried at the moment that it's um that they're pushing this um. To ban this gun, and the reason why, which you will think is odd, is simply because about seven thousand people had already pre-ordered this gun, and so those, there's at least seven thousand people going to be affected by this, which mm-hmm. will irritate the hell out of these people, and we might actually get some people down here to put a bit of action in because it's what's been going on for years now is they do these laws that don't initially straight up and down affect people. You can't really notice the effect until you come across a situation. But this particular law that they've brought in, um, that they're going to bring in, they haven't actually brought any law in. All they've done is stop the importation of these guns and they're going to have a big review about whether they can have them or not. Oh, okay. It's so, not actually banned yet then. No, no, no. They're not banned yet because they can't ban them. All they've done is ban the import of them for a review that's coming up. So they haven't they haven't actually banned the gun. And, and the... And the problem being with it is they've now come up with a new category, which you're going to love. So they have the, the, the thing before was they had this category of semi-auto. So when the 96 gun laws came out, there was written specifically into legislation that it was about the banning of semi-automatic weapons un, except under very specific purposes. So right. what they've now done is now they're, they're looking at recategorizing, having a new title for a gun called, I think it's called a... Oh, I can't even think of what it's called. It's called a, it's like quick fire, even though it's not a semi-auto. It's like, oh, okay, um, like rapid fire or repeater or something like that. that. Rapid fire. I think they call it a rapid fire firearm. Right. So they're, they're going to try and categorize lever actions, pump actions, 
any action, but anything that they because we keep oh, uh, the, you know the straight pulls, straight yep. pulls as well. So they're going to try and categorize them as a new firearm. The the the, the issue or the I have and everyone else is going to have is the original gun laws when they came out in '96. They specifically said it was about semi-autos, but as they keep doing, they keep biting the cherry and they keep making it harder and harder. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not I'm not joyous about this, but the only the only thing that I see about this is uh, there's so many there's only a few of us down here really fighting for the gun laws because we see uh, when I say that I'm talking on on, a, on a, there's about half a million gun owners in New South Wales. Right. But I would say there'd be probably a handful of people active in trying to stop the new gun laws coming in because mostly it doesn't seem to affect all these other people. But now that there's these 7,000 guys that have been affected because they've already pre-ordered these guns, it gives the fight a little bit more strength because it's affecting people directly. So as much as I'm not joyous about the law, I see that we're going to probably get a few more people um, active in the fight because it's now affecting them. That's actually, yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying. We had a similar situation here a little while ago with our Swiss Arms and our CZ-858 rifles. Um, they they just prohibited them overnight, basically, and uh, people just came right out of the woodwork because they're one of them's not a very popular gun, but it's a very expensive gun, and the other one was very inexpensive and very popular. A lot of people had them. And so the people, you know, the few people who had the Swiss Arms, they were very mad because that's like a four or $5,000 rifle. And everybody else was mad because they're taking away one of their favorite, you know, out in the woods kind of plinking guns. So people came out of the woodwork. People were writing letters to the government, and uh, and the situation got turned around fast because people came out and protested. And I think that you know, hopefully, that's what happens in Australia now. Maybe these gun owners will finally step up and go, "Oh, hang on a second, this is affecting me. I I've got to do yeah. something." Yeah. I mean, I think it's a fight we can possibly win. I'm, I'm probably a little more optimistic than most. Um, uh, I think, I think we can win this, but it's, it's the, uh, the, the prime minister. He just said, "Well, I'm going to import the ban on them because he could do it uh, federally." Yeah. But uh, well, the states have got to get together now. What they're also talking about is uh, it's coming up to the 20th anniversary of the gun laws. So right. So they're, they're going to have a big conference supposedly about the possibility of seeing whether they've worked well enough and how much more they need to tighten them. Oh, good. Not, not, let's see how ineffective they are and let's get rid of them because they do nothing. No, no, no. They didn't work. These gun laws didn't work, so let's make them stronger. That's, oh, drives me nuts. So, so what they're saying is with this lever action, it's probably the tip of the iceberg of what I think the antis are doing. What they're probably going to try and do is... um. Uh, get lever actions and pump actions and straight pulls put into another category. So um, uh, they'll be all taken off B-class licenses, which most people have, and put their over to C-class. And the reason they'll do that is because they put it onto C, then they don't got to buy them back because they're still available. Right. But no, they don't want to actually spend the money on it. Yeah, they don't want, they don't want to buy them back again. They nearly soon broke last time. So yeah, exactly. Uh, they don't want to buy these guns back. Um, like the whole thing's ridiculous, but. It, it's just it's just this ongoing uh, procedure and fight that the antis in, in Australia have. And as I've always said before, and it seems very relevant now, is <clears throat> um, Obama keeps re, um, bringing the Australian gun laws up in different different uh, media releases and stuff. And um, even when these gun laws came out, there was talk 20 years ago that the whole point of the Australian gun laws was to get a system in place that could be trialled and tested the same thing for America, and people would just laugh. It's like a conspiracy theory thing. So people would go, "Oh, that's, that's that's rubbish, mate. That's not what's going on." But even now that we've got to this point, 
Obama is pointing at the Australian gun law saying maybe we need something more like those or whatever and, and trying to, to reflect on our laws, but they're just horrific. I'm surprised he didn't say, let's look at Canadian, uh, the Canadian gun laws and, and because you guys went the other way and got rid of them, so they're not going to... Yeah, they're not going. They're not going to follow us because we're on the uh, we're on the road to the other the other way, like you said. But yeah, no, yeah. I can see them definitely wanting Australia style gun laws because those are some of the most stringent that the world has. I think, aside from the countries that just outright ban all of them. Uh, in in the um, <clears throat> modern world, we're yeah. probably some of the most stringent. And there's yeah. so many technicalities. Like uh, when you get into the the nitty gritty of the law, there's just so many things here. Like for instance, the commissioner of police has more authority than the. Um, the Prime Minister, when it comes to gun laws, he can reject someone's license for the sake of rejecting it. Yeah. Yeah, we have similar things here. We have the, the chief firearms officers, and they, they can, you know, just they call it public safety. Anything based on public safety, they can basically do whatever they want. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what goes on down here, and it yeah. makes it really hard to. You can fight them in court, but we're talking years of fighting. Believe yeah. me, I know. I'm in it right now, so. Yeah. So, yeah. Fantastic. Well, how many? I mean, how many lever action gun crimes have there been over the past couple of months? I mean, it must have been just through the roof. I can no, honestly huh? say I've never heard of a lever action gun crime. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense to ban them then. That way, if we ban them, there won't ever be one either. Yeah, but these guys are going to tell you that they're they're preempting the the uh, the rush on gun crimes with lever action shotguns. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so dumb. Yeah, it's so frustrating. It's just, um, and I mean, it frustrates me even having to talk to you guys about it because I'm like, I'm so, I'm so worn out talking about these, fighting for these rights. I just want to go out and shoot, you know. It's yeah. Well, why don't we change the sub- subject to something a little bit happier? I hear you were in Canada recently. Gee, I was. So I thanks for coming to visit me, by the way. I, I just, I really couldn't. I I'm just, really... I'm just saying, you know, I'm in the same country as you and all, and you, you came to my country from around the world, but you know, you couldn't stop in. That's cool though. Don't worry about it. It's all right. Catch you the last time. time you were in Australia, you didn't come and visit me. <laughs> I've never been to Australia. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. You were in British Columbia, which is, for all intents and purposes, the other side of the world anyway. So you yeah, were still... I was there for 12 days, and I was really, I was, it was a really tight schedule. I had to get yeah. back for stuff. And, and, no, no, no. It's, I, was, I was just kidding you, man. It's all right. Um, but you, you came back. over to do a, a bear hunt, yeah? Yeah, I did. Tell us yeah. about it. So I went to British Columbia, went on a, a guided tour there with uh, some friends of mine. Did you shoot uh, a lion? Are you a dentist? Was it Cecil? No. None of that. I, I haven't heard a lot about that story, but I feel a bit sorry for that bloke. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's a pretty old lion. I mean, it was on his last legs anyway. What's the problem? Yeah, I, I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, it had, a, it had yeah. a nice name and everything. Cecil was well, a pretty stupid name for a lion. But any, what I'm saying is, you know, just media just make things look seem worse than they are. But I haven't yeah. heard the full story, but I could just... Just when I looked at the, the just the small details I saw about that story, I thought, man, this story is trumped up for sure. I would think a lot of it is, yeah. But anyway, back to your story. Yeah, yeah. So, so I um, went over there to shoot shoot uh, a bear. I got myself first of all. I got oh, it looked big in the scope. That's all I'm going to say. The first one. <laughs> it looked it, uh, big in the scope. Well, it was a 14 power scope, right? <laughs> <laughs> at least. <laughs> And then um, after I shot that, I was quite, I was quite disappointed. So then I hunted again. I got myself a six foot seven bear, quite a good nice. bear. So I'm getting that full mounted. My son Jared shot himself a seven foot bear. Nice the guy with me shot a bear and a wolf, and I filmed the wolf thing. It was pretty cool. Oh, he got a wolf too. Yeah, did I tell you that? No, he didn't tell me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah he got a wolf. He got a wolf, and um, 
I it was funny because we were hunting a bear, so we saw a bear. It was probably the third or fourth day there, and he was stalking up on the bear. And where really the, the grass was really high, so you could probably just see our shoulders. That's how high the grass was, and we're sort of bobbing along. Right. And we're going around this tree and a whole lot of scrub to get to the other side, so we can uh, shoot this bear. And um, as we're walking, a wolf must have seen our heads bobbing up and down and come tearing off a hill and ran within 20 metres of us. And wow. the guy shot it before it ran up and gnawed on my leg. <laughs> it's terrible when wolves come and gnaw on your leg. Well, I don't know if it would have, but it was still running towards us when he, when he pulled the trigger. <laughs> That's crazy. It was. It was, it was a, it, I mean, it wasn't the greatest of specimens of wolf either because it was... Um, sort of a summer coat and a bit mangy, not mangy, but it was a bit thin around the back. But he said, look, it's the only wolf I've ever shot. It's the only wolf I've ever seen. And it's probably the only wolf in the central west area of Australia that's going to be taxidermed. So he, he's getting the whole thing done as well, brought it back, going to bring it back as a mount. Nice. Maybe he can yeah. get some hair club for men for it or something to kind of spruce up the back end. He probably could. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, that's so good. I'm glad you had a good hunt. So I'm going to head back. I'm going to get probably go back. So I've got to go back and pick those bears up. Yep. Um, next year, so then I might shoot a moose and a caribou. I think that'd be cool. We I have moose so. here in New Brunswick. We don't yeah. have any caribou though. Not like the ones I got up at British Columbia. Okay, our moose are smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones up there. Well, I, I'm, I'm guessing. I, it's, it's. I could probably come down there and shoot one. <laughs> I'm just trying to get you back over here. That's all. <laughs> I probably will. I'll come to the next year's shoot. I have intention to come to the next year's shoot, so um, I probably will be over there at about that time. So we'll talk more about that as it gets closer. Yeah, that'd be cool. We can sort that out. Might have a new album by then too. That'd be really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm working on that. So I've got awesome. a bit of stuff going on over here, so it's all, all good. Good. I'm well, going was to Cambodia all... huh? too. If you want to come to Cambodia, I'm going on my Cambodia trip in November. So if any of your listeners want to um, Come on the I Like Guns Cambodia tour. That's on the last week in October, and I can organise some flights. If they can get their own flights to Cambodia, it would be great, but I can organise the tour. So if they want to email me or something, that would be great. Cool. What's, your, you e- what's your email address? Steve at ilikeguns.com.au. Cool. All right. Any listeners who want to go to Cambodia and shoot machine guns, you should uh, contact Steve. And and a lot of dirt bike riding, I hear. Yeah, dirt bike riding, machine guns, RPGs. It's spectacular. Blowing up cows. You know, yeah, well, yeah. All, all the normal stuff. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Steve. No worries all, mate. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Thanks. See ya. Well, thanks again to Steve for taking some time to talk to us yahoos over here on the, on the right side of the world. That's the upper half as opposed to the lower half because <laughs> Australia is on the bottom of the world. Do you get it? Yes, Do I get it. Oh, I'm just, just talking making... to me or the listeners. No, you. <laughs> The listeners can't reply, so I. Just, oh right! Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I know uh, it was uh, it was good of Steve to to come on and talk to us. So we hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, and you know maybe maybe if everything all works out, you can come meet him next year whenever he comes out to the summer or to the summer slam to the uh, the charity shoot. So hopefully he's there for that. We didn't tell him that it's in Ontario this or next year. So <laughs> hopefully that doesn't put him off too much. <laughs> He'll, he, all he'll do is ask, well, what can I shoot in Ontario? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, we can go down to Young and Finch and go after some gangbangers maybe. I don't know. Do they still <laughs> issue permits for that? or? That a... I'm sure there are a lot of interesting guns in southern Ontario that people could bring out. Yeah, there probably are. Yep. That'd be really neat. Yeah, it's going to be fun next year. So, 
Anyhow, why don't we move on to some listener feedback? <clears throat> All right. So this first one comes to us from Ralph, and he writes Matt. So, Owen, you can't respond to this. This is yeah, just I'll to me. Back. I'm just saying. Do you want me to read it to you since he's talking to you? or No. I... No, the next one's really long, so I want you to read that one. Oh, I see. Yeah. It has numbers in it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Ralph says, I was listening to episode 115 and chuckled to myself because the same thing happened to me this past weekend. I was driving down the gravel road to the cabin, and there on the road was a grouse and five chicks. Ah, oh, he's talking about when I ran into those birds out in the woods. Um, I parked the truck and went back to take a closer look and found them in the woods just off the road. And as you can see from the attached video, the mother uh, was very protective. And every time you try to get close, it would puff up, hiss, and chase you off. <laughs> that comes to us from Ralph. So, yeah, I didn't get close enough that, uh, that the bird yelled at me. I mean, she kind of took her chicks and kind of shooed them off into the woods, and I didn't pursue them because... I was on my four-wheeler and had to get somewhere, but it was it was neat seeing them. And yeah, I watched your video, and that that yeah, that bird was coming right at you. It was coming right at me. I had to shoot it in the face with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in this fall you can go back and get them, Ralph. Maybe you can get them all. You have little grouse and then uh, grouse bits, <laughs> grouse nuggets. There you go, grouse nuggets. <laughs> so anyway, thanks thanks for sending that video in. All right, this next one comes from Rod, who says, "Hey guys." I just finished listening to episode 110, and Matt, you missed out another, on another easy-to-find and cheap-to-buy bolt-action rifle, the Mosin Nagant. Yeah, Trevor has one. You should ask him about it. <laughs> Currently listed at uh, 189 at Marstar. 7.62 by 34R with ballistics close. 54R. Little... What did I say? You said 34. Sorry, sorry, yes, 54R with ballistics close but lower to a .30-06, and with a long reach. Well, it better have a long reach. Yeah. It's like seven feet long. Yeah, I mean, it's got at least a seven-foot, <laughs> you know, range. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just with a bayonet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. Okay, both Iraq Veteran 8888 and Nothing Fancy have done videos about them on YouTube. Uh, I also have two SKSs. One Trevor Chinese. cannot wait to hear this part. I'm sure. Yeah. I hope you have Tapco stocks on them too there, Rod. (laughs) Because Trevor loves Tapco stocks and rest cases. I I, I get it. Okay. Making sure Rod gets it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have a feeling there's a reason this is in here. Uh, One Chinese that was in service, um, but has a buttery smooth trigger and a Russian 1954 Tula. uh, One that I am leaving in partial Cosmo as shipped by... Marstar. Like Cosmo Magazine? Yeah, I think that's what he's talking about. It's wrapped in a Cosmo Magazine. When the Chinese one dies, if it ever does, then the Russian one will be brought up to the firing line. It will never die. Yeah, probably. You'll probably just keep that Russian one in its Cosmo line, which will last for a million years, and you can pass it on to your great-great-grandchildren. Cosmo line or Cosmoline? Well, it depends on if it's carbine (laughs) or carbine. So, seeing as it's a combine, I'm going to say Cosmoline to pack your car- combine, car- carbine. <laughs> Getting all tongue twisted. Uh, and, and where was the love for lever action rifles? Well, it's have- because Australia is trying to ban them. We didn't want to give Canada any ideas. Right. Sorry. I currently have three a 22 Uberti, a 3030 Marlin, and a 4570 Chiapa. Nice. Or, chi- or Chiapa. Or, you like. or Kiapa, which is the correct way. I think so. 
and looking at getting one in 357 Magnum with an eye on a 45 Colt in the future. So I would love to have a lever action in a pistol. I I would think caliber. yeah 357 Magnum and then a nice six shooter to go along with it would be mm-hmm. fantastic. I would love that. Nice. Uh, let's see a nice Ruger SP 101. And then a nice lever. Well, actually, you know what? You probably should go with a single action, shouldn't I? Because, you know, you yeah. get the whole cowboy genre going on there. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'll be out shooting cowboy action. Nope. Nix this. <laughs> I don't think they make... Yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> I, just, I, I just have these mental images of you in a cowboy hat and boots, and it just... <laughs> <no. clears throat> You'd be pretty safe in a shootout, though. You just have to turn sideways. Just turn sideways. They couldn't hit me. Can't even see me. Shoot at the hat. That's all we can see. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he continues. Not cheap rifles, but can be really fun to shoot and are easy to maneuver. I agree. I think a nice oh, yeah. short-barreled lever action is a fantastic bush gun. It's my first rifle. I have a thirty thirty uh Manchester 94. And just, oh, yeah, I still, I mean, I, I pick it up. And it's because it's not my fun gun. I don't take it to the range and shoot it just for fun. It's my work gun. Yep. Basically. And I, every time I pick it up, I'm just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is it. You got to get some leather and a couple six shooters there, Owen. Off you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, finally, a comment about 1911s. Really? Oh, good. Have to. Trevor's loving this whole thing. <laughs> I have a Kimber Custom 2. Factory mag has never been used and it is is in the case it came in. I use Mechgar and Wilson Combat Mags. Those, yep, Proc- good. That, yep, mm-hmm. excellent. Leave that one from the factory in the case. <laughs> Approximately 1,500 rounds through the pistol with no issues. When I take it to the range, I put no less than 250 rounds through it per visit with half that in one session. Um, have a 14, okay, have a 14 eight-round mags and recently added uh, five 10-round mags. I also have a Gen 3 Glock Model 22 with a Lone Wolf, Wolf 9mm conversion barrel in it to give me caliber options. Uh, and this is, that's from Rod in Vancouver. Well, that's he goes cool. On to, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, well, he has a little PS here. I don't use iTunes, so I can't rate you there. Refuse to use it, actually. You guys are two thumbs up or five stars, whichever you prefer. Two thumbs, please. We'll, we'll take the two thumbs. Seeing as you're not going to go on iTunes, you know, two, we we don't have very many thumbs up. All we have are like five stars and likes. So we need we got two thumbs up now from Rod. We're, we got to start a collection. <laughs> All right, so that we have to put that at the end. That now. Yes, or, now uh, we have two thumbs up. Okay, I'm going to write this in twelve hundred yeah, yeah. and forty likes and, and two, two thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, now from now on, when people write this show, they have to if they want to give us thumbs up, we'll add them to that to that number. I love it. Yep. And then he also has a PPS because, you know, this is, you know. Well, I have to commend him. He's on a computer and you can't go back and, you know, just add this in once he had signed it off because it's not possible. Well, sometimes you have a thought that doesn't really go with the rest of the of the, 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 the letter. So you have to just throw it in as a PS. And I have to commend him. He actually did it correctly. Most people go PSS, which is oh. wrong. It's PPS and then PP. P.S. If you want to keep going, and then it just starts to sound dirty, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> so his P.P.S. is I also joined the Canadian Alliance of Canada or Firearms Canadian, yeah, the Canadian Alliance of Canada Firearms Alliance of Canada after listening to episode 108. That's awesome. Good job. That is awesome. Yep, that's uh, that's a cool alliance, a cool 
uh, pro-gun organization. So the more people we can get signed up to that, the better. Cool. Well, Rod, a couple comments. Um, the Mazenagant, um, I, I'm sorry I missed it. You're right. It is a cheap and easy to find bolt action rifle. Um, somebody who's looking for, you know, 30-06-ish ballistics should, should have a look at one if they're on a tight budget because from what I hear, they're, they're pretty good rifles. I've, I don't know why. I've just never been into, um, red rifles. I guess the the Russian and and communist rifles. I just never really been into them, which is why I've never had an SKS either. So, um, I guess it's good that you guys do and tell us about them. So, thank you. And other than that, um, your 1911 working great. Good. Now I have heard of two that work great. So, people keep writing in, tell us about the ones that work great. I don't hear the people writing in telling us about the ones that don't work though. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> No, I'm glad you enjoy your 1911. I mean, they are, you know, they 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 can be good guns, and I think you figured it out. It's the mags. You got to have good mags. Get good mags, you'll have a good running gun as long as you keep it clean. So, cool. And I'm glad you also have a Glock for when your 1911 stops working, because it will, eventually. <laughs> All right. This uh, next email comes to us from Tank. I think um, there was no name attached to it. The email address did not have any name in it, but there was sort of a name attached to the email address that said Tank. So I think it's from Tank. So if you're Tank, um, this is what you wrote us. Um, I've been seeing more and more about this rifle and I've handled it in a store, but I've had no luck finding people who own it outside of YouTube. Have you, have any of you masters gotten your hands on one of any of the shoots that you have attended? I think that I should have copied the subject line of this email yes, over too, because I, I think so. Think in the subject, <laughs> it probably said what kind of rifle he's talking about. <laughs> Great job. Man. Um, I'm going to say maybe he did. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go find out what he's talking about. If okay. you want to read this one from Mr. D, I will do that. <laughs> Mr. D says, Hey guys, writing in again. Just wondering if you know about bringing guns out of the U.S. I'm planning on going on vacation to the South and was wondering if I pick up a gun in the U.S. if I need to fill out any paperwork other than having my PAL. I know to bring guns into the U.S., you need to fill out a bunch of stuff. But what about a Canadian bringing a gun purchased in the U.S. back? What if it's restricted? I know some items when purchasing online are ITAR, but if you're bringing, uh, bringing with you at border crossing, does this apply? Is the process any different from bringing guns back you brought into the U.S. at the start of your trip? Thanks, and keep up the good work. I'm uh, not entirely sure on that. Well, uh, pretty pretty much you can't buy guns in the States. That's basic. Like, Canadians... You have to import it, is the thing. You have like, to import you can, it. can, so. but there's a lot of paperwork involved, which is why companies like I run guns. Exactly. Is, I was just going to say, if you yeah. find something down there, because of all the requirements for FFLs and all that kind of stuff, if you find a gun down there that you wanted to buy, the best thing to do would then to be to call I run guns and say, this is the gun I want, and follow the directions on the iron guns website <laughs> yeah. basically yeah. and and you know because then that the purchase people they'll they then buy it you buy it from them but they buy it from whoever has a gun and then because iron guns is, has their ffl they can have a gun shipped to them then they do the paperwork to import it and uh then they yeah. send it to you 
So yeah, it's because of it's because of the the paperwork and the import. Now, a, a regular civilian probably could figure out how to do it. There's probably a way to do it. I've just never done it, and I don't know how to do it. But um, you could look into it and see. But I don't think you can just go over, go to one of their Cabela's, grab a rifle, you know, and then bring it back to the border and say, "Hey, I'm bringing this out." I, I think I think there's some sort of process you have to go through. It, it used to be that easy, yeah. Um, but it's not anymore, unfortunately. Um, I did go back, and uh, it's the Mossberg MVP. Okay. That's that's the bolt action rifle from Mossberg that uses AR-15 mags, mm-hmm. which is a really cool rifle. They've got a couple of different versions of it. They've got a varmint version, which is uh, a heavy barreled, a uh, heavy fluted barrel, um, and a longer barrel. I think it's twenty twenty two or twenty four inches. Um, they have. Uh, sort of a, a sporter version, which is a, a, a thinner profile barrel and shorter. So, you know, kind of like a patrol or a, a scout type rifle. And then they have their patrol rifle, which actually comes with open sights, threaded barrel for a flash hider or suppressor if you live in the States and a raised rail. So it's actually okay. a really neat looking rifle. Uh, the, uh, the patrol version reminds me of the hog hunter with the open sights and the threaded barrel. Um, but yeah. the, the added feature of using AR-15 mags instead of a proprietary mag, that's awesome. I really like that. And, um, you know, if I didn't currently own my Savage Axis, I might uh, I might consider something like that. But, you know, I, it looks like a really neat gun. But I, I'm, I'm sorry, I haven't shot one. I don't know how they work or if they're good or if they're accurate. Aside from what we could read off the Internet, I'd yeah. probably better off reading it for yourself. Yeah, well, they they have two different because they have some in 308 as well as some in 556. I think it's just the 556 ones that take AR mags. The other ones take like an M14 mag. Oh, okay, cool, very nice. Well, I mean, the fact that they're using you know NATO style mags as opposed to proprietary, I think that was a great move on their part. Yeah, it really opens up your your availability to magazines. Oh yeah, so very nice. So thank you, Tank, for writing in. And, and if we do ever get our hands on a MVP, I will do my best to give it a full review and let you know about it on the show. And, uh, and yeah, to Mr. D, I'm sorry we don't have the, the answers you're looking for. So anyway, um, <laughs> that's it for email. If you want to send us an email, we love getting email from you guys. So slamfireradio at gmail.com is where you can send that. And uh, alternatively, you can leave us an iTunes review. And uh, we have a new one. So... This one comes to us from Ratfink306. So, <laughs> here's how he titles it. Not the podcast we need, but the one we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Talk so, about a backhanded compliment. Backhanded, yeah. If I'm not, see, huh. That's, huh. There's all kinds of different ways you can go with that. Anyway, this is how the, the, the review actually reads. He writes, This podcast is now the Batman of gun podcasts. Both its parents, CRR and the Gun Dudes, are now gone. See? So we're like an orphan, like Batman. Do you get it? Because now I'm, uh, I'm going to start reading the rest of my review like this. Because I'm Batman. <laughs> um, so he continues on, But yet they continue the righteous fight for what's good in the world. Yeah, again, like Batman. Keep up the good work, gentlemen. And Owen. <laughs> what did uh, I do to this guy? I, I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, you're not Batman enough for this guy. 
I just think it's funny that I just get these re- this random hate mail. Yeah, just out of just random. I, I mean, one time, one time, the person thought that it was you were Trevor. Yeah. He just got his names mixed up, and so it was like, uh, you know, and then a bunch of stuff against you, and it, it was supposed to be funny, which it ended up, you know, he wrote back and apologized and said, I'm sorry, Owen, I didn't mean to. <laughs> but yeah, it's hilarious. You keep getting, you keep getting tossed under the bus, whether... Whether you're on the show, whether you're off the show, it doesn't really matter. You just keep getting tossed under the bus, which I think is great. <laughs> doesn't bother me a bit. So, <laughs> Anyway, I just checked the American feed, and there's no new American feed uh, uh, reviews, but that's okay. We, we understand America's busy right now, apparently. Too busy for us. They're all crying over the gun dudes leaving. They'll be back. Don't worry. But while they're gone, you should come listen to us and leave us lots of five-star reviews on iTunes. If you want it, or give us, or send us an email and give us two thumbs up, or send yes, I like that. <laughs> um, do you have any uh, any shoutouts? Because I believe we're at the shoutouts portion of the show. Oh, yeah, we're uh, there already. Wow, no, I don't think I do. I should probably. I should have thought about this ahead of time, and um, I'm just gonna yes, I'm gonna sh- do a shout out to all the people who listen who hate me. And just haven't sent any email in to 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 to, to mention it. So, <laughs> so please, if 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 you don't like me, if you hate me, don't post it on iTunes. Just just send an email to the show and tell me it's okay. It's, it's funnier my way and their way. I think it's great. I, I just heard lightning. No, I didn't. I just heard thunder. So Ooh, I'm so. not sure how much longer my internet's going to last. So we better hurry up and wrap this up. I have a shout out to Mini Me. Um, that's Filthy Ers son. Um, he just got a brand new MP5 and uh, matching goggles and helmet and uh, and bandana and looks like tack vest as well. So that looks awesome. Uh, take out all those baddies there, dude. That's going to be a lot of fun to play with. <laughs> um, so yeah, to, to mini me. So check out the Crusader Podcast Network at crusaderpodcast.com. There's all kinds of cool podcasts there that you can listen to, except for the gun dudes, apparently, because they they're quitters like Shelton. Um, also, join any or all of our National Firearms Associations because it's important to support them, like the Firearms Alliance of Canada, like we had a listener write in and saying that he joined this past week. So good on ya. Um, check out uh, the Gun Owners of Canada Gun Forum. We've got uh, our own little thread there where we post a show and sometimes people say stuff there, so it's neat to interact with you in that way. And also, if uh, you're so inclined... Like us on Facebook. We're at uh, 1,248 likes and two thumbs up and counting. So we'd like to thank, who was it? Uh, Rod. I'd like to thank Rod for our first two thumbs up. And uh, yep. we look forward to many more. <laughs> Anyhow. You think Trevor would learn his lesson? <laughs> never leave Never leave these two alone. It just goes downhill fast every time. Oh, yeah. So quick. <laughs> Anyway, I think that is the show for this week. For story, it's a little short, um, and uh, we're not sure about next week even, so we're we're sorry <laughs> in advance for that. But hopefully we see you next week at, this, at the regular time. And there goes more thunder. I'm getting scared. Okay. Go hide under the bed with your cats. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm going. I'm grabbing the shotgun while I go. Take that, thunder! Boom! <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Say goodnight, Owen. 
Janaida one. <laughs> See you guys next week. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.